Come back, come back, come back to me. Yeah, we have to record this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Hello! Welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Gavin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about I'm Only Me When I'm With You from Taylor Swift. I'm only me. And today, <laughs> we are discussing the song <laughs> If This Was a Movie from Speak Now Deluxe Edition. Ooh. I would just like to take a moment and shout out one of our listeners and Instagram followers from the very beginning. Pretty sure, of like, Z. the very, very, very beginning. Yes. Yeah. Michael, who is at If This Was a Movie Stan, <laughs> as I know this is his favorite song, given that handle. And also, he helped us get some uh, fun facts for this episode. So shout out, Michael. Shout out, Michael. And fun story about If This Was a Movie Stan so when we first started this podcast, I didn't know what stands were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had no idea what the word meant. And so I thought his name was Stan for a while. <laughs> and it's not. So Michael, your name is not Stan. You are a Stan of this song. And we're going to talk about it today. Yeah. And thank <laughs> you for helping teach Devin some lingo. Yes. I <laughs> am constantly being proven that I am an old man. <laughs> If This Was a Movie, is the 16th track on Speak Now Deluxe Edition. Speak Now was released on October 25th, 2010, and this song was co-written by Martin Johnson of Boys Like Girls. This is the only song with a co-writer on the entire Speak Now album. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a uh, very prescient topic at the moment as well. Yes. Let's just repeat. She wrote the entire Speak Now album. <laughs> and also... When she writes with her co-writers, she also writes. Yes, with she them. does. If this was a movie, has never been played live though. Although Taylor did tell a fan during the Lover Secret sessions that she isn't opposed to playing it live. So I think that if we ever get surprise songs on the next tour, this could be one of them. Mm. Especially if people have asked her about it enough. Like, why haven't you ever played it live? Yeah. And with the re-records coming, because obviously it'll be on Speak Now. Sure. Taylor's version. If This Was a Movie was released as a promotional single for the deluxe version of Speak Now, and it debuted and peaked at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100, and spent two weeks there, including going to number one on iTunes. Yeah. Back in the day. So people were very excited about the deluxe songs, yeah. and then they became available. Yeah. Which tends to be the case when Taylor then has... Deluxe songs, extra songs on an album. We want them it's all. always exciting. Yeah. We want them all. So, Devin. Uh-huh. What do you think about if this was a movie? This is a song I have not listened to very much. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it's because I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like it. I just don't really gravitate towards it. You have never listened to it a lot, and so maybe that's a reason I don't listen to it as much. When you were first introducing me to a lot of... Taylor's stuff. This one came up a couple of times, but not a lot. So this isn't in my sphere of Taylor music very often. Mm. So it was fun to listen to it the past couple of days and relearn it. And it's so good. It's, it's really, really good. And I'm 
coming to realize that I like Speak Now a lot. <laughs> it's a great album. Yeah. 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 I know I got a little bit of flack for not having Speak Now any songs in my top 20. Yeah. But there are a lot in my top 30. Sure. Sure. I mean, and I win because I have Story of Us. So, um, I, I love Speak Now, guys. Okay. I automatically win the top 20 battle. So I love this intro to this song. So good. Mm-hmm. And I'm 90% sure that the instrument that that is, a steel guitar, I know it's not a mandolin, I know it's not a banjo, I know it could be a guitar with like a crazy effect on it, but I don't think it is. It's either that or it's a synth. Mm -hmm. So whatever that sound is, is so interesting and, and unique and... I like it a lot because I can't pinpoint exactly what instrument it is. Mm. And that's very rare for me. Mm. So if any of you know for certain what that instrument is, please comment. Anyway, it plays this lick throughout the whole song. It's this kind of triplet that feels very like repetitive and over and over and over again. And it kind of made me think of it being like the the reel of the movie. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, uh, it's playing again, and it keeps going and around and around and around. And uh, it, it has this really interesting effect of when she's singing, it kind of feels like you keep getting pulled around in a circle. Mm. And it keeps coming back too. So it's very prominent there at the beginning. And then it's layered in throughout the whole song. It's a really interesting technique that she uses in, in this. And it's really, really cool. And it cuts out during the choruses because the choruses are like these big, like epic sounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's like the drop and it's a big, like pop rock, like. I found myself re listening to it more and more and more just because of how much my ear liked it. Cool. So that that's a really cool part of this song. I did look at the credits for who was playing on this song, and our guy Paul Sudoti is playing guitar on mm. this on this song. So shout out to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I am a stan of Paul Sudoti. Yes. Her voice on this track is really good. Like, I mean it always is for the most part. The verses are really, like, moody and sullen and everything, and then the choruses are, like, really epic and vibrant, Mm. and she pops up into her upper vocal register, and I think that it's really fun when she explores, you know, her full spectrum of her voice, uh, other than sitting in one part of her voice for most of the song. Mm. I have always been a fan of Taylor's usage of movie metaphor. Oh, yeah. Film is very important to her. And it's really cool to hear songs at like the beginning of her journey of a songwriter having the same sort of themes and metaphors as her current songs. Yeah, really cool, right? Yeah, and so it's cool to like have all of these connecting threads through her her music. Mm -hmm. And it also makes the song, I feel, more visual. Like, you can totally yeah. see this song because it's using the movie metaphor to, uh, like, attack our senses of, like, we have seen this movie before, <laughs> quote, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> and we know this story. Mm-hmm. And we can, so we can see it in our mind's eye as well as seeing that it could be a movie. And, yeah. like, that we want it to be a movie and that, it's but it's real life and so it's not a movie and it's really fascinating this is a gem of a song that i don't listen to enough mm. so i'm very happy that it's back into my 
realm of knowledge. Uh, Gab, what do you think of this song? I also love the introduction to this song. I think it's really cinematic and movie-like, which I kind of assume is the point, and mm. it like, brings you in. And I also love when Taylor uses a movie metaphor. It does. It makes the song so visual and tells such a clear story that you can just see it. Yeah. And I think that specifically the first few lines of the song are really strong in setting up this story. Yeah. Last night I heard my own heart beating, sounded like footsteps on my stairs, six months gone and I'm still reaching even though I know you're not there. Yeah. She kind of sets up the whole story in just those few lines. Yeah. And I think it's one of her best introductory lyrics. I think these lyrics are pretty underrated. And then I just, I love the emotion in Taylor's voice in this song, and especially in the chorus. Like, you feel her longing for that person, and then the disappointment and resignation that they're not coming back, Mm -hmm. because if they were, they would have been there by now. And I I think that emotion is very real in the song. We've mentioned this previously about other Speak Now songs, but I just love, like, the pop rock Mm -hmm. vibes. And I'm sure a lot of that came from collaborating with Martin Johnson of Boys Like Girls, Mm -hmm. which they had more of, like, a rock, pop punkish vibe what was their like big song i think that song like hero heroine was pretty big and then like the great escape where it was like na 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 to yesterday we'll make the great escape mm-hmm. gotcha. yeah, yeah it was yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. they were really big in the mid 2000s yes. like 2010s and like i think they would be considered kind of like scene music mm. but i don't know if i'm using that term correctly but like i kind of put them in the same category as like yellow card uh maybe. okay okay I don't know if that's correct. Mm. Apologies if that's incorrect. But I think the influence is really cool here. And especially with Speak Now, where I feel like she kind of blended genres a little more and tried out things more. I think it's pretty cool, especially because we've been talking about like Taylor and rock a little bit more recently. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like it's one of like the main categories she hasn't delved into as much in music. TS10. Yeah, but like... Who knows? That's not coming soon. She's re-recording everything. She's uh, she's going to collaborate with, with Carol King. I mean, that would be so amazing. Mm-hmm. But that album wouldn't really be rock. I think it'd be more folk. I also just, I love the bridge on this song. Yeah. And then also the outro. Yeah. And just the way Taylor's questioning if the ending to their relationship is the kind of ending you want to see. Oh, like, yeah. I love Taylor grappling with endings that aren't happy because like we were programmed to believe that endings from movies we watch, mm-hmm. like, they're always happy. Like, that's what we are programmed to believe growing up. And yep. just Taylor kind of grappling, like, that's not the case in real life. Yep. I like that um, exploration and just the way that, as you said, she it's come through in many of her songs. And just yeah. this idea of, like, maybe fairy tales aren't real. Sometimes they are. It's, it's a cool, like, idea that she explores. Yeah. The build-up to the last chorus is so good. Yeah. It's so good. And then the outro, like, I kind of wanted, like, some vocal gymnastics over mm. what she was singing. Mm-hmm. But I get it, though, because it's more melancholy. Yeah. And, it, and everything, but I, I wanted it to be, like, more epic. I like the, the spoken part, too, yeah. where she's kind of, like, reflecting on uh, it. Oh, yeah, it, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Devin, mm. do you relate to if this was a movie? Yeah, I think so. I can relate to the fact that I have thought things would work out, or I would hope that things would work out in a way that typically would happen in a movie, or like Mm. an outcome that I hoped for was very unrealistic, but would happen in a movie, probably, Mm, you know? And that happened a lot with me not getting jobs for theater. It was like, well, I was definitely like really good, and I 
could do the part and everything. And I know I'm the underdog and I, I could do this. Mm-hmm. And in a movie, I, the other person would be like, no, they get, they deserve the job. Mm-hmm. Give it to them. Or I would have like seen the director on the street and, and been like, Hey, give me another chance. Yeah, and then they totally. would have been like, okay, come on in and dance for us mm-hmm. or whatever. That's you a, know? Yeah, absolutely. The movies. So like the 42nd street story, like that's, that's what I think of. Yeah. What is that for people who maybe don't know the, so 42nd Street is a musical about a show called Pretty Lady, and it's a Broadway show. And this one girl, Peggy Sawyer, wants to be in the show and is basically turned away at the beginning and then uh, ends up tap dancing with a couple of the other girls in a cafe. And the director, like, finds out about her mm-hmm. and and then she's put into the show yeah. <laughs> and then she accidentally breaks the lead actress's leg and then she ends up being the lead <laughs> i feel like that's like almost any movie that like selena gomez is in sure yeah like, I, and guys i love selena but like, i feel like she's always like in the background and it's like she's actually the best dancer and singer of yeah, them all for sure know? for sure or even like um phantom of the opera christine Daae is in the in the chorus Mm. And then, you know, they have her go up front to sing and, oh, she does. And then she becomes the star because Mm -hmm. the Phantom made her so. Wow. You know? Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't pertain necessarily to how I feel about relationships. Mm. I think that that is a real feeling, though. Mm -hmm. Wanting a relationship to end up like it would be in a movie. Mm -hmm. Especially if you break up or if, you know, something ridiculous happens and... And you're mad at that person and you just want them to come back to you and mm-hmm, they would mm-hmm. because it's raining outside and and you want them to show up with a boombox. That doesn't always happen. No. <laughs> but I don't need that because I have the perfect ending to my movie. Aww. So like a lot of these songs I could have related to, I think, when I was younger. Yeah. Not in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I do relate as younger Devin. Yeah. I mean, we do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you? Do you relate? As someone who very much like Taylor, grew up on rom-coms, I definitely relate to this song and wanting things to resolve the way that they do in movies. Mm -hmm. I've mentioned this idea on the podcast before, but like, like Taylor, I too was always waiting for a guy to come fight for me or win me back in the rain. And like, (laughs) I don't know what it is about like the movies of our childhood that convinced us that someone only loved you if they would fight for you in the rain. But like, I fully blame the notebook. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I wrote to you every day, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's absolutely the notebook because you don't even like the rain. I know. And that's what's so crazy. I was like, you still want that romantic moment in the rain because they make it look so romantic. They do. You know? Yeah, but he's, you're right. he's just like, like soaked rain. through. And he's like, I'm gonna fight for you. I messed up. Have you ever seen the notebook? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the yeah, yeah, lines yeah. in the notebook, but that's, you know, generic guy in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just, I love the line if this was a movie, you'd be here by now. Yeah. And accepting that. It isn't like a movie and that that guy let her down and that oftentimes reality is not like the movies. And I can definitely relate to that. It's it's also very reminiscent of White Horse to me. Mm. I think that as a teen, I also had a lot of similar realizations. You know, Taylor is only two years older, well, a year and a half older than us. And as a, you know, 
girl growing up around that same time, I'm sure Taylor and I watched and consumed a lot of the same media. Sure. Yeah, it is hard when you realize like, oh, it's not like the movies. These people aren't going to come through maybe the way you want them or hope them to in your idealized version. Then I also relate to the lyric, locked up in your arms and our friends were laughing because nothing like this ever happened to them. Mm. As someone who had a very serious relationship at a young age... I definitely felt like my friends didn't really understand like what I was going through and all the emotions that came with it and like what I felt like how like I felt like this was like a great love and like I'm yeah. like you don't get it and like this led me to put like that relationship on a pedestal that it like didn't deserve mm. because I thought it was like an exceptional movie type love but it was really just like the song and not like the movies. It was really just reality and not that type of a relationship. Yeah. But like growing up with these romantic notions in these movies, I definitely thought that like that was what like my life was. Mm. And like when you feel the realization that it's like, oh, life isn't like the movies, it can be it can be tough as a teen for sure. Yeah. So I definitely relate to it. And I think it's really cool that Taylor put these feelings into songs. I'm sure that a lot of people like have had those kinds of feelings and realizations. Especially just, like, our generation definitely grew up at the height of, like, the Disney princess era. Mm -hmm. And that idea of being, like, saved by a prince, kind of, too. Yeah. Right. And then gradually not being saved by a prince. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Saving yourself. Yeah, but we had to learn that and figure that out as we grew. I mean, so much of our media was just that kind of I know, yeah. Yeah, was was girl has to be saved by guy. Yeah. Like, that that was what it all was, yeah. Yeah. I could have ran in the rain. Yeah, But I never did. (laughs) Right? Yeah, you, you didn't have to wait. You could go and knock on their door. Yeah. I think that this song has a lot of deeper ideas that it that it explores than people expect. Yeah. Well, now we get to the segment of gossip. As we mentioned earlier, Taylor wrote "If This Was a Movie" with Martin Johnson, who was the lead singer of Boys Like Girls. And uh, previous collaborations between the two of them include Two is Better Than One, which was a single for Boys Like Girls, which we will be covering because Taylor helped write on it. Yep. And You'll Always Find Your Way Back Home from the Hannah Montana soundtrack. One of our favorites. I love this song. (laughs) Probably going to cover this song over on our Patreon because Taylor obviously didn't sing on it. Yeah. Miley did. Big fan. And so funny that these two who wrote these pop rock songs together also wrote that song. I just, I love it. I'm obsessed with that song. I've talked about it on here before, but I love the Hannah Montana movie. If you want to hear more about that, you can listen to our crazier episode. Yeah, it's all about the climb. Yes. Martin Johnson spoke about working with Taylor in an interview with Artisan News Service in 2010. He said, a couple years back, Taylor mentioned that one of her favorite songs at the moment was Hero slash Heroine in the Wall Street Journal when she was first nominated for a Grammy. I was obsessed with her record at the time. Her lyrical writing reminded me of how I wrote lyrics, off the cuff and like a journal, just really personal. I was inspired by that and I was inspired by her record. Wanting to thank her for this mention of liking his song, Johnson got in contact with Taylor, and they decided to write some songs together. Cool. Which they did. We know about these three. I guess we'll find out when Speak Now re-record, yeah. Taylor's version comes out, if there were any others that were unreleased yeah. in the same way that Run and Ned Sheeran. Yeah. Some fans believe 
this song is about, Joe Jonas, and it kind of fits, given that Last Kiss was also on the album. Sure. But I feel like this song might be about a more general idea, kind Mm. of as what we discussed, or how Taylor wishes a past relationship could have been resolved, but wasn't. Mm. So I feel like it's like maybe a combination of her feelings, because I think like this idea of like, Breaking the fairy tale, and if like things go like a movie, is a very common theme for Taylor. Yeah, and so I feel like she may have taken emotions about past relationships to explore this theme, but I don't know if it's necessarily about someone specifically. Hmm. Okay, especially because she's like one of the lyrics is like "Before I locked you out." Yeah, and that doesn't really apply to anyone other than maybe Taylor Lautner, mm-hmm. who you know, back to December is about. So that could potentially fit. Yeah. As well. Hmm. But I do think it's kind of more exploring these ideas about relationships. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, how you get the girl is the same archetype. A commonly misheard lyric in the song is, I'll be waiting for you ever since you've been gone, when it's actually wary since you've been gone. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And she says it fast, like, wary since you've been gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also have to mention that this song... Makes me think about the Hannah Montana song, <laughs> If We Were a Movie, uh-huh. where she explores other common rom-com tropes, such as best friends who fall in love. Yeah, yeah. You know, she says, if we were a movie, you'd be the right guy and I'd be the best friend uh-huh. who you'd fall in love with in the end. Yep. <laughs> I also love that song. I think we all know, I already said it earlier, like I was a very big Hannah Montana and you still are. And I was like a little too old to be, but it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, I love that song. And I think that these were just like super common themes with singers who grew up during the rom-com era. And sure. like the, like especially of like the 90s and 2000s. 80s rom-coms were a thing, but the themes were like kind of different. It was yeah. more kind of like nerds and cool kids almost or something. Whereas like the 90s and 2000s were all about like love getting torn apart and coming back together. Mm. And very like melodramatic. What is your favorite rom-com? Oh my God, that's such a hard question. Okay, so I have like a few. Okay. Okay, so I'm a big fan of, and I'm just thinking of the ones that, like, I bought on DVD and watched, like, a hundred times. And yes, actually on DVD. Yeah, actually, we're talking about DVDs, (laughs) yes. So I really like 10 Things I Hate About You. Sure, of course, classic. Rest in Peace, Heath Ledger. Classic. That singing scene is just, like, I wanted that to happen in my life. And I mean, I told so many past relationships, like, this is what I want. This is it. And guys... (laughs) Devin has sang to me, <laughs> and he sang to me at our wedding. So there wasn't a full marching band, no. but it was very epic and special. And he also sang to me at a show, and I didn't know he was going to sing Yeah, it. yeah. So I found it. I found it. You got it. <laughs> and then I really love uh, 27 Dresses. Ooh, Starring yeah. Catherine Heigl. Yeah. James Marsden. I don't think High School Musical counts, but like I'm like hardcore to High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Cinderella Story. I was a big Hilary Duff oh, fan yeah, back in the day. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. He's Just Not That Into You. That's Ooh, a great one. So good. I think those are some of my faves. Yeah. What about you? Uh, 13 Going on 30. Oh, that's so good. That's yeah. such a good one. Yeah. I love that it's one. So, like, it's just so good. Yeah. Oh, Never Been Kissed. And too. Never Been Kissed. Oh. The two of them. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't Sweet seen... Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, one of the oh, best. Oh, God. If Legally Blonde is, obviously love mm. Legally Blonde. But that's like... A little different. A little, a little different. Yeah. Like there's if, too many good If you ones. haven't watched any of the ones we just mentioned, like, treat yourself. Oh, God, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're so good. Really, really just fantastic. What I think is very interesting, too, like, whenever I think about if this was a movie, I 
in the same brain, I think because it was a deluxe song, I think about Today Was a Fairy Tale. Yes, yeah. It's so interesting because I think about them as the same, but they're actually opposite of what they're saying, yep. you know? Yeah. And so it's interesting just the way she kind of goes back and forth of these themes and these ideas of how she was feeling. Yeah. Devin, mm. what's your favorite line And If This Was a Movie? So I think my favorite line is, maybe I've been going back too much lately. When time stood still and I had you. Ooh. That hits. The maybe I've been going back too much lately. Like thinking and about something too much. Mm. Like you're you're going down memory lane mm-hmm. a little too far. Mm-hmm. Or you are doing it and it is a detriment to yourself. Yeah, I've been there. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. you're thinking about it and you're like, it, it totally could still work. It totally could happen. Mm. There is one acting gig that I knew I didn't get. But I held out hope for like two weeks mm-hmm. and I kept thinking about all of the ways that I could potentially still get mm. it and I might hear and whatever. And, and so like, it's so dangerous yeah. to do that and you can get stuck and like it get can, really, yeah, it's, it can really hold you back. Yeah. yeah. From, from anything in, in yeah. any sort of field relationship, whatever. Yeah. So that line is just like hits hard. Mm. So what about you? What is your favorite line? I really like when she kind of changes the lyrics and she says, come back to me like you would before you said it's not that easy. Mm. I think it's really interesting just that first she's like, you know, like you would if this was a movie, you'd come back to me. And then he says like, you know, like it's not that easy. We can't just get back together. Like we had whatever this fight was, whatever these issues were. It's not that easy. That's not how it goes. Like in a movie, sometimes they talk about what went wrong and then sometimes they kind of just kiss and make up. Yep. It's not really what the real world is like. Yeah. And I just remembered, I just forgot, like, saying that. I yeah. just forgot, like, my favorite rom-com. Oh. When Harry Met Sally. Oh, yeah, of course. That's, like, my favorite. There you go. Don't cut that out. I won't. And it was, they had a big falling out. It made me yeah. think of this. You know, he had this beautiful speech, and they just kiss, and it, and it makes it all okay. But, like, in a lot of ways, there's so much hurt there. It might not have just been okay. You yeah. know, in the movie version it is, but it's not that easy in real life. For sure. Yeah. Okay, Devin. Mm. From one to ten endings you don't want to see. Oh. What would you give if this was a movie? Wow. Yeah. Nice rhyme scheme there. Oh my god, I didn't even mean to. Yeah, I love look at it. That. I think I'm going to give if this was a movie seven endings you don't want to see. Mm. I think it's a great song. I think that it's Definitely one that I will listen to more. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that it is as strong as a lot of her other stuff. Mm. Her songs are all so good, Mm -hmm. as as we all know. And so, like, I can't say this. It's not a bad song at all. There aren't too many things that pull me towards it. Mm. And 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 that's okay. Yeah. I I still think it's a good song. So seven out of ten for me. How about you? One to ten. Endings you don't want to see. I'm going to give, if this was a movie, eight endings you don't want to see. Okay. I think that this song is pretty underrated and like kind of goes under the radar. Sure. Like I personally don't listen to it that much, but I've really enjoyed listening to it more this week and also just the ideas it unpacks. Yeah. And just how different it is. Like the songs of Taylor's that kind of have a different sound to them. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I really like. Cool. So I'm expecting that when Speak Now, Taylor's version comes out, mm-hmm. which I think is her next re-record, I think it, there's going to be like a big like Speak Now reawakening for me. Sure. I'm expecting that. Yeah. 
It's gonna be good. I mean, 1989 or Speak Now, I I could have either. I mean, obviously, but I do feel like at this point, like, the clues are pointing towards Speak Now next. Okay. And, like, soon. Soon? Like, April. Whoa. I think. Guys, you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) April 24th, 2020. Well, it would have to be a Friday, so is that a Friday? (laughs) Guys, we're clowning now. Why does it have to be a Friday? Earth Day. She always releases on a Friday. It doesn't have to be. It just, like, tends to be what she does. Mm. Yeah. You heard it here first, everybody. There was something that came out with some dates recently that said something about April, but I haven't studied it too closely. I'll check mm-hmm. it out on yeah. the gram. On the gram. I try to not clown too much because then you just get disappointed. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Listen along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Is this a song you hadn't heard too often and Mm. you're excited to start delving into it more? Yeah. Is this your favorite Stan song? (laughs) We want to hear it all. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content as well as one-on-one messaging at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast, or at the link in our bio or podcast description. And remember to leave us a positive review on apple podcasts or a five-star review on spotify and follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now yes well next episode we're gonna be covering illicit affairs from folklore i feel like it's been a while since folklore. yeah for sure come hang with us i'm devin and i'm gab this has been tata z thanks for listening see you next time